Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. Ooh, my voice just cracked. Did you hear that? That was oh, like, you're so hitting fun. puberty finally. <laughs> I've been waiting. I'm Diane. Welcome. So you get me, you know, going through puberty. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I'm Abby, the Badass Breastfeeder, and I um no, not I. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Sarah's Chill. We're having a lot of problems today, as usual. <laughs> so we're a little yes. discombobulated, but we are rolling now. Um, never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again with Sarah's Chill's double-walled container. Uh, we'll hear more about that later, but you can head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and you can check out our sponsor page if you need anything and see if you can give them any of your business because they make this podcast possible. And while you're there, scroll down and enter your email address and we will send episodes straight to your inbox every week. And don't leave badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com without checking out our shop page where it has all of our awesome Badass Breastfeeding Podcast merch, which you will love. And um, Diane has our new our review of the week. I do, and welcome back to Series Chill because they were with us about a year and a half year year and a half ago, and they were hugely popular. So yeah, definitely take advantage of that discount while you're here. And this comes from our email, badassbreastfeedingpodcast at gmail.com. Hi, Diane and Abby. I love your podcast. I'm a mom of three and learned of your podcast right after having my third. I've binged on pretty much all your episodes. I exclusively breastfed all my babies and did extended breastfeeding as well. Each of my journeys has had its own ups and downs, sometimes with major, major challenges, and I can pretty much relate to all that you say. I especially want to commend you on your recent episode on post-weaning depression. Even though neither of my first children were fully weaned until I was pregnant again, especially with my second, we were definitely heading toward the weaning road. I can definitely relate to all the physical, emotional, and energetic changes that you talk about. It can be a really dark and challenging time in a mama's life, especially when you are an extended breastfeeder. There is a lot of shame and, and hiding with your breastfeeding toward the end. As much as there isn't enough support for breastfeeding at the early stage or any stage for that matter, the community of mamas and practitioners that you can open up to about weaning when you are dealing with an older child is very, very sparse. This is so often not talked about. The depression is huge. Also, yes, please, to having Abby talk more about her experiences with extended breastfeeding. As you know, the challenges with breastfeeding an older child are different, but definitely still there. And yet there are still many benefits to breastfeeding an older child. Thank you again for all that you do and the voice that you are for breastfeeding mamas out there. And I, this like seriously hit me when she sent this in because I was like, wow, I never, honest to God, like I never really thought about the fact that it really is a different road for extended breastfeeders when it comes to weaning because who can you talk to? You know, I mean, I know we've talked about like how if you say, oh yeah, I'm, I'm weaning, I'm really sad about it. And people are like, oh, well, your baby's, you know, two, you should be weaned anyway. But yeah. we never really talked about how deep that can cut. Well, yeah. And happening. a lot of times, a lot of times when you're breastfeeding, even, you know, two, three, four, like I breastfed six and a half, five years old. A lot of times people aren't even admitting that they're breastfeeding anymore. Yeah. People are just saying like, oh yeah, no. And they do it secretly to bed at night or, you know, at home only and just say that they don't do it anymore because there's so much shame and so much <sighs> taboo around it. So we maybe we should do a whole episode on that. Yeah. Just like I mean, because I yeah. 
I had a colleague that used to say she'd be like, or, you know, a friend of mine actually, and she would like, you know, it's like our dirty little secret. You know, he was like two and a half and yeah, she nursed so him to disgusting. sleep. And she's like, it's like our dirty little secret that we're still breastfeeding. That's like so nobody sad. knows. Yeah, yeah, it is. And then if you if you do wean and then you have depression over that, you can't even talk about it. Like, yeah, you can't be like, oh, I just weaned. But wait, your child's like six. You just weaned. Yeah. Yeah. And then they think oh, you're a weirdo. You'd be like, oh, my God, what? Yeah, I, I know. There's so much to it. Um. Yeah, we should do a whole episode on like, because we have people who are listening now who, I mean, we've been doing this for five years. Yeah. Like we might have people who are like the, you know, any people who start listening at any point. If you're listening to this and you're trying to reach your breastfeeding goals and you're, and you have, say you, you've been listening for a while and you have, and people are going to, people are going to find themselves. And this is the other thing about extended breastfeeding, which we, we should do an episode because there's a lot. Yeah. But one of the things about extended breastfeeding is most people do not say, oh, I'm going to breastfeed for six years. No right. one ever says that. You right. just find yourself doing that. You're like, oh my God, this is what we're doing. And you have the new challengers, challenges all the time. And, yeah, I mean, obviously I could go on and on about that. Yeah, so we should definitely do another one. And then, you know, add into the fact that, you know, if you are somebody who like, you know, breastfed into pregnancy or tandem nurse, like you're not probably going to experience that depression necessarily like you would when you're like really like ending your road. You know what I mean? Like it's just or ending your journey. Because when you're like tandem nursing, you're still nursing another one. So it's not like you're really, you know, if you wean while you're tandem nursing, you're not really feeling that, I would think, you're not really feeling that, you know, level of, oh, our journey's over, you know, like because you're still nursing another baby. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes it comes, you know, it, it can be a little bit more hidden. You know, those hormones are are different and, you know, it's just, it's just, there's so much, you know, there really is a lot. And I do think that it, it is like this secret little club where, you know, people just don't know who to talk to because we know, like, we know a lot of times, you know, your providers aren't really supportive and they don't get it. And yeah, it's, it's a lot. So yeah, we should probably put that on the list to do another one. I about, just did. did. Yeah. All right. We're on it, people. <laughs> Might be having technical issues, but we have the written yeah, list. I mean, the which list never fails like, us. We are all about yeah. the list. The technical yeah. stuff. Yeah. We could use some help with that, but yeah, we're good with the actual content. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I always tell people. I'm always like, yeah, I can attach, I can work anything attached to a breast pump, right? Like I can attach, I can do anything like, you know, that has to do with breastfeeding. I can work any breast pump because it's attached to a breast, any other technical thing, forget it. It's just not working. Cause it doesn't work. Boobs work. Yeah. Boobs do work. Yes, they do. So we are going to do talk about gassy babies because we did talk about gassy babies once, I think, in the past, and it's been a while. So you might hear us say that a lot lately because I feel like we're kind of like people are kind of circling back around and saying, do you have an episode on this? Do you have an episode on that? And we'll look and it'd be like, oh, well, it's been a few years. So like a few like, wow, that's weird to think of that. I know we did that episode like three years ago. And it feels because you know, to it. me, it feels not that long ago. I know. We'll be like, too. yeah, we did that one. We did that episode. That one episode. We did the episode on breastfeeding boundaries. That's like three years old now. Yeah. I'm like, oh, not too long ago. We did it. It's like, yeah, do three yeah, years. That's how long it's been. <laughs> so, you know, sometimes it's like, we like to, you know, we like to up it a little bit. Redo. Do a yeah. little redo. A little freshen it up. So we're going to talk about gassy babies because you know what? Gassy babies never get old either. Like it happens no, all the that's time. True. 
happens all the time. And I, it was funny. I did a, um, a home visit yesterday and that was one of her concerns was gas for the baby. Um, so we talked about like what's normal, what's not normal. Um, and you know, how we can kind of manage it. But one of the first things that she was concerned about was, is there an allergy? Because that's what you hear all the time. Yes. All the time. Yeah. It's probably something you ate. It's probably something that's bothering them. You have to cut out this and this and this and this. Yep. And that's what she said. Like, that's what do I need to, you know, give this up? And, you know, so we talked about what was normal, which we're going to obviously talk about today. But a lot of it, too, I was just like, you know, people do not we don't understand babies, right? We just don't understand them. And we expect them to toe the line and eat and sleep and not make any noise and just kind of hang out and, you know, be quiet. And it doesn't work like that. And when babies are fussy, when they're gassy, when they're spitting up, when they're doing any of those things, we're like, oh my God, what is wrong? And it's like, they're just babies. They're just babies. Like it's unless, you know, and, and if you're talking to somebody about it, I would say talk to a lactation consultant, sometimes your pediatrician, but we'll get to that. But talking it through and seeing what's normal is important because a lot of times if you put something like this on social media or in a mom's group, like in a way, it's great to have somebody say, you know what? My baby was super gassy too. I hear you. It sucks. You know, here's a couple of suggestions. But often what you hear is give up dairy because that's what helped my my baby. Just give up dairy. Just go off dairy. And it's like, that is not necessarily the problem. Yeah. A lot of times it's normal newborn behavior that we are just not expecting. And if it's not normal newborn behavior, then we can see what is, you know, what is causing it. But I can tell you what isn't causing it. Probably 85% of the time it's not dairy. Yeah. Or (laughs) broccoli. It's never broccoli. I'll tell you that. So, I mean, it's just crazy. So. Babies get gas because they're babies the majority of the time. And their digestive system is very immature, like all the other systems in their body, right? We talk a lot about like your baby's fussy because they're, you know, their um, nervous system is immature and easily stimulated. And, you know, so the thing with their digestive system is that it's like, it's brand new. It's digesting, you know, milk. It doesn't know how to move the gas out either. That's the other thing. Babies don't know how to do all this stuff. Like they're just like these little potatoes that are, you know, just been born. They have no idea how to push the gas out. They don't have the core muscles to push the gas out. Like if you really think about it, like what do you do when you have to fart? You just like push hard and get it out. And hopefully nothing else comes out. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're a baby and you're wearing a diaper, then it's okay. Yeah, yeah, then you're fine. Yeah, but this is so true. Like you don't like we 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 expect so much from babies. We don't understand baby behavior. We don't we don't understand how much like they don't know how to do. Like they literally don't know how to do anything. They don't right. even know how to fart. Like right. it seems like you would just like they don't like they literally don't know how to do anything. Anything. So yeah. that's why they seem weird. Right. And we're like, dude, why you're three days old now? Why aren't you taking care of why yourself? Can't, yeah, right. Like, it's <laughs> right. just crazy. So they don't like, and then, you know, they do get gassy. One of the biggest reasons for the gas is taking in air, obviously. And one of the biggest ways they take in air is crying. 
So we, where we go, oh my gosh, it was the broccoli I ate. Oh my gosh, it's that, you know, dairy. It's, you know, the creamer in my coffee. It's this. It's like, no, your baby was crying, which is their only communication with you. And that will bring in air. And that is one of the biggest ways they get air is just from crying. So like, yes, and then it becomes a cycle of they're crying, which gives them gas. And now they have gas. So they're crying. Like it just, how do you stop it? Right. Like, but it's not always the feeds and it's not what you're eating. No. And it's not the bottle either. Like people always say this too, like, oh, the bottle. They, I think they, we need a special bottle with a special something that doesn't, you know, the no, no air bottle. You no, that's all marketing. Right. And the thing marketing, the thing with bottles is yes, they can get gas from bottles, but if they're fed too quickly, which is why the paste feeding, Paste feeding with bottles helps to eliminate some of that gas. Yeah, when even people say with the paste feeding, because sometimes you're holding the bottle horizontal, right, with an empty nipple while they continue to suck. Well, aren't they going to get gas? Well, first of all, everybody gets gas. (laughs) And that is, that's not, that's not the issue. Right. So if you are bottle feeding or not you, if somebody else is bottle feeding and you're noticing that your baby is having way more gas with a bottle than they have with breastfeeding, then make sure they're paced bottle feeding. Make sure they're slowing down that feeding. And some people say, oh, well, yeah, after every like, you know, ounce, ounce and a half, we stop and burp them. Well, that's great, but you should probably be stopping sooner than every ounce, ounce and a half. And I know that sounds like, well, then it takes so long. Yes, it does. Yeah, pace feeding takes a while. You know, you don't sit down and scarf you. Well, maybe you do, but pay, how do you feel? Right, exactly. You know, we normally sit down and eat and chew and swallow, and it takes a while. That's how it should be for babies. They should right. take a while to get their food. And I have had people complain about, well, it just takes a long. Can't we get them to, you know, can't we go up a nipple size so that they can f- eat faster? Like, why oh do we God. want them to eat ah. faster? I I know it just doesn't make any sense. Oh, and then the other thing I usually hear too is, and I'm sure everybody listening is going to like curse me out right now, but when people say, but when I take the bottle out of their mouth, they scream and they cry because they're starving. And it's like, no, it's just like, you're in control here. You know, like when you bottle feed, you are absolutely in control of their feeding. And this is like, I don't, we're not going to turn this into a bottle feeding episode, I promise, because we have a zillion of those, but... (laughs) You are in control of bottle feeding. So if you want your child to slow down and not take in so much air and not gulp that bottle down, then you are in control. And yes, they might fuss when you take the bottle out because that's what babies do. It doesn't mean you're being a horrible parent. It's okay. It doesn't mean they're starving. It It means they're they're not. And you know they're not. Like, you know they're not. But parents hate to hear their baby cry. And I get it. I'm a parent too. I don't like it either. Um. But you are in control and it's for their own good. Like you're going to do a lot of things for them for their own good that they're going to cry about as they get bigger. Believe this me. Is one, yeah, this is one time where you get to really proudly say like, this is for your own good. <laughs> you know? So Usually that's so that obnoxious, is, but. I know, really. Yeah. So burping, obviously, you know, trying to burp them. If your baby is a baby that does, um, that does seem to get a lot of gas, then burping them more frequently. Like you can take them off the breast and burp them every few minutes if you want to. Like that's okay. Or try to burp them at least. Give them a little bit of a break. Try to burp them. You don't have to only just burp them at the end of the feeding and that's it. Like it doesn't, there's no rules around burping. 
Um, so it's okay to stop them if you feel like they're going too fast. Um, one of the other things to do with babies is you really, if you're, if you really feel like your baby is really gassy, then I would say definitely see a lactation consultant because it could be related back to the feeds. It could be a latch problem that they're getting in more air. It could be if you have an oversupply and that could be causing the problem. It could be positioning, you know, it could be anything like that that we could work on. But what it isn't is what you're eating. And maybe we'll do, yeah, let's do our ads and then I'll talk about why it's not the food you're eating because that's always the biggest culprit. So we're going to talk about why and then we'll talk about like the oversupply and stuff like that with that. Awesome. We'll be right back. All right. Today's episode is brought to you by Sarah's Chill. Never worry about safely storing your breast milk or formula again. If you've ever had to pump at work late at night or while you're away from your baby, you know how hard it is to juggle all the plastic and clunky coolers. Sarah's Chill's grab-and-go container makes everything so much easier. With just a handful of ice and a splash of water, you'll have a safe storage for over 20 hours in this sleek two-chamber bottle. And did we mention it's designed for double pumping and it's travel friendly? No prep, no cords, no batteries, no headache. It's just that simple. Head to sarischill.com, that's C E R E S chill.com, and use code BADASS15 for 15% off of your purchase. And you can also use your HSA, FSA funds to buy something so freaking awesome. I'm always trying to use that. <laughs> I know. I'm like, can I buy this? Like, I don't know, something really random with it. But you can only buy certain things, and of course, you can buy this Sarah's Chill container. So head to sarahschill.com and use code Badass fifteen. Awesome. And yeah, and um, also, we're going to take a moment to remind everybody about our merch, <laughs> our wonderful, fantastic merch, and I think everybody should be walking around with this two star review. Somewhat informational, somewhat horribly offensive, which is my dream. Finally, someone <laughs> said it. <laughs> uh, you can find that at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. And you can also find um, all of our sponsors and their promo codes, specifically today's under this episode in the show notes. Um, also at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com, you can find all of our other episodes, our breastfeeding resources, and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. Yes. We'll talk to you about your gassy baby. And we do have to put our other stuff on sale, so we'll have to do that. We'll oh, yeah, remember. that's right. I'm actually like making a note right now to remind you to do that. So <laughs> I can also make a note. <laughs> so, yes, your gassy baby. So one of the things I'm really going to talk a lot about this consult I did yesterday because I felt like it was just like, oh, because it was perfect, right? Like it was just perfect timing. And one of the things that she said to me was, you know, and it seems like the gas is really bad between the hours of like seven and midnight. And I'm like, well, that's just when your baby's in a bad mood. Like that's, you know, she's pretty. Crying a lot. Yeah, she's pretty, you know, pretty just, you know, chill or whatever the majority of the day. And then you hit that like witching hour as a lot of people say, and totally miserable, right? That is normal. That is really normal for babies. And this is a four week old baby. So that is really normal for a baby that age. We know that at right around the two week mark, 
babies start to like increase their crying, increase their fussiness, usually in the evening time. You know, it's really related to a lot of overstimulation, but of course, the more they cry, the more, you know, air they're taking in. So she does have a lot of fussiness going on with her baby. And she didn't realize that that was just a normal part of the process, you know, that that crying was very normal. So it might be too that you're, you know, you might be experiencing the same thing that your baby is super fussy in the evening and you're kind of thinking that it's gas, but it might really just be that fussiness that you're, that you're seeing with a baby, which is really normal. But then you go to, you know, you, you call your, your provider and they might not ask you those questions. They might not say, what time of day are you seeing this? Are you seeing this all the time? Um, is it, you know, why do you think it's gas? Like they might just say, oh, we'll just give up dairy. Let's let's try eliminating some things in your diet and see if that works. But that really is punishing you, honestly. Like it really is just punishing it's you. It's true. It's so rude to take cheese from people. It really is. And I said that to her. I'm like, it is really hard to like eliminate. I go, if you you would have to really eat a lot of dairy. And I think we have might have an episode on this, but it really do. is like the research does show that it really does need to be quite a bit of dairy. Right. You have to be like, oh, I drink like eight glasses of milk a day. And like nobody does that. Honestly, I don't meet too many adults that actually drink milk. So that probably is not your issue. Um, And eliminating all of that. And sometimes people say, oh, I eliminated it. And it was it all, you know, the baby was so much better. Sometimes it does happen. Like it's not necessarily that. It might be that your baby's starting to kind of outgrow some of that fussiness because a lot of it is very developmental. So you might find that at the same time, your baby's also figuring out their gas issues or also starting to get a little bit more settled. Um, But when I look at whether or not there's a dairy issue, I look at more than just a fussy baby because all babies are fussy. I will look at like, do they have rashes? Are they like, you know, really bad green frothy poops all the time, um, projectile vomiting all the, with like stomach aches all the time, you know, not just like those random spit ups that you're like, oh, yeah, the baby's spitting up after every feeding. No, I mean, like really spitting up a lot and really fussy with it. So there is definitely more that goes along with dairy allergies than just gas, you know. Um, so. The other thing that we see a lot is people saying, oh, your baby's gassy. Yeah, it was that broccoli you ate. It was that. Um, what else is gassy? Everything. Yeah. Everything. Remember <laughs> that one time? I think we looked, we did some episode. I don't know. It was like shit you find on the Internet or something like that. And there was like lists of things. There was like lists of foods that are not good to eat while you're while you're breastfeeding because they make your baby gassy. But then there was another list of like foods to eat while you're breastfeeding. And like some of the same foods were on it both lists. It was <laughs> so stupid. It's so dumb. Nobody knows. So dumb. Everybody's just making this up so they can have their blog posts. Yeah. And I remember like when I had my first son, you know, like I've always said, like I had no idea what I was doing. Um, no idea what I was doing at all. And I was staying with my mom for the first like six months of his life. My ex-husband and I were kind of camped out there because we had just moved back to New York. So we were staying with my parents until we bought a house. And he was like super fussy one night. And my mother's like, well, what did you eat? And I don't didn't know, right? Like I, people said it's something you ate. So I went with it because I didn't know any better. So I was like, well, I don't know. I had, and I think I had had a sandwich with like peppers on it, green peppers. And she goes, that's what it was. It was those peppers. 
And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? Just not eat anything forever. First of all, my mother didn't breastfeed. So why am I listening to her? Right? Like, (laughs) why? That's your first thing. Do not listen to anybody who hasn't breastfed their child because they probably don't have the right information. Yeah. And second, it's not what it was. So what happens is the way your breast milk works is that your breast milk is a blood product. It is not made from the contents of your stomach. And this isn't stuff I'm making up. This is seriously like research-based. So it is not the contents of your stomach. It is made from your bloodstream. And the foods that make you gassy, that is the fiber that's in the foods, right? Fiber is what makes you gassy. That's why people say, oh, are you constipated? Eat fiber. Like, because it's it's a fiber that makes it. And when you get fiber that, you know, is eliminated through your system, through the, you know, through your digestive system, whatever, you push it out. Fiber does not get into your bloodstream. It's not what, that's not how fiber works. Fiber doesn't go into your bloodstream. So it is literally impossible for a food that makes you gassy because of the fiber content to make your baby gassy because you are not passing that fiber along to your baby. So that is not possible. There are things that can absolutely make your baby gassy. And this is another thing, another reason why it's important to talk to a lactation professional, because maybe it's supplements you're taking. Maybe you're taking some of those like, oh, make more milk kind of things. A lot of times those herbals can make babies gassy. They can cause like, um, like gastric upset, some of those things, fenugreek and stuff like that. So you might not realize it, but sometimes the stuff that you're taking that has to do with like, oh, this is supposed to really support my milk supply, which you know how I feel about all that stuff. But that stuff can cause gastric upset and gas with babies. So you really do need to go, okay, maybe it's not a food. Maybe it's a supplement that I use that is causing gastric upset for this baby. But the majority of the time, it isn't that stuff, right? It's more of like, like I said, it's a crying. If you have an oversupply, now this, and this happened yesterday, because when we kind of broke it down and I saw the baby feed, this mom has a lot of milk. She's, the baby's getting a lot of milk with feeding. She's, you know, doing a lot of fast swallowing. She's doing a lot of gulping. That kind of stuff can cause more air, which is going to give you more gas for your baby. And she had no idea that she had an oversupply. Like she was like, I wouldn't know. I, I had no idea that that was a thing. I didn't even know that that was bad. She said, <laughs> not that it's well, bad, yeah, but no, like, but most people think that if you have just an abundance of milk, that that's a good thing and don't realize that this that can actually cause problems. Right. And for her, like, luckily it's not causing huge problems, but her baby's just like gassy and we just have to kind of figure out like, and the latch isn't that good. That's the other thing too. The latch isn't good. So when you couple all those things together, Okay, I'm surprised gas is our only issue, really, because, you know, well, she's gassy and spitting up, but she is getting a lot of milk. So this mom, I was like, do you pump? And she goes, I do. Yeah. She goes, you know, like during the night because the baby sleeps a lot. So she's like, during the night, I'll get up and pump, you know, because I'm uncomfortable, whatever. I'm like, how much milk do you get? She goes, probably about 10 ounces. Oh, my God. I know. I'm like, and you should see her. She's this little bitty thing. Oh, my God. And I go, yeah, you have a lot of milk. And she goes, see, I would have never known that that was a problem. And oh I'm my like, God. it can be. Yes, it absolutely can be. So we're trying, you know, so doing things like a- adjusting position, um, laying down helps a lot. And she even said, she goes, when I lay down and feed her, she doesn't, she's not as fussy. She's not as, but she doesn't spit up as much. 
um, you know, that's, that seems to be more helpful, but then uh, should I get up and burper? Should I, I'm like, if she doesn't sound like she's gulping and taking an air, don't get up, get, don't get her up and burper. If you nurse her laying down and she falls asleep, leave her, leave her be. Um, so trying to adjust position, leaning back, like, you know, leaning back in a recliner, leaning, laying down, those things can really help because it'll slow the flow of the milk. If you are, if you do have a lot of milk, if you have an oversupply and you're feeding on both breasts, probably go to one breast instead. And definitely talk to a lactation consultant about that before you start switching stuff up like, you know, on your own, because we want to make sure that that is what is going to help. Make sure the latch is good. You know, it might seem like when you have a lot of milk, babies just get it. Like they don't even have to do anything. It'll just flow into their face. You know, and yeah. you might not realize that the, that the latch isn't very good. Like I've had parents that came to me. I was just like, the baby was barely sucking, but she, the mother had great, a great milk supply. And that will absolutely mask a lot of problems. So definitely make sure if your baby is, does seem really gassy, be like, but they're gaining well. So, well, there might be a latch problem. So definitely, you know, try and, and make sure that everything is okay. And if it is just an oversupply issue and the baby's gulping all this milk down, then we can do things to kind of calm that supply down a little bit and make your baby a little bit more comfortable with feeds. And again, like taking them off a little bit more frequently and trying to burp them. That's okay to do too. You know, you don't have to wait until the end of the feed to stop and burp the baby. Yeah. And you could also like... You can also put the baby down on their back and like do a little bicycle. Yes. Yeah. I was just, yeah. Bicycle I'm glad you brought that up because I was thinking of it earlier and then I forgot. So good thing you yeah, mentioned because, that. Yeah, because, you know, uh, uh, even with all of this, even if you're doing all of this, your baby's still going to be gassy because we're all gassy. That's just yeah. how what happens to our bodies. But, you know, like we were talking about before, when you like, you know, tense your muscles and you're able to push, your baby can't do that. They can't, they are not capable of doing that so they just have this gas bubble sitting in their stomach and in their intestines and that's uncomfortable nothing's wrong with them they're just uncomfortable because there's gas in there that they can't get out it'll come out eventually or you can try to help you know do the little bicycle things um there are you'll be so shocked to learn that there are products on the market that you can buy that will help your baby fart I'm thinking of one and I can't remember the company. The one it's a company that makes one an awesome product. But this is it the one, Frida? Is it the yes, Frida one? With yes, the, yeah, because yes, they yes. do the nose one. Because right? they do the yeah. nose thing, which is awesome. You can suck the snot out. Oh, so good. Yeah. That's just a real good one. But this one, you stick this little like tube into the baby's butthole. <laughs> and then when the gas comes out, it makes a whistle sound. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. Oh, you don't need that. And actually, some people say that could be, um, it's not necessary, certainly. Harmful, I don't know. But certainly your baby is going to need to practice and figure out with their body how to push farts out. I heard they're expensive, too. And it, Yeah, and if you're like... I've never looked into it, but yeah, I heard You know, expensive. the bicycle stuff, you know, that'll help them figure out what it feels like for them to get it out and all of that. But it helps those, them get it out, yeah. Yeah, the, but those little, like, the, all the stuff that you can buy... It's just not necessary and they don't get to they don't get to actually learn, you know, with with how to work their body with that. Yeah. So don't buy those. If if it's a situation where you're supplementing a little bit, that might be the cause of the gas because we do know that sometimes there's, you know, that your babies do have a little bit more trouble with 
um, with digesting some of the co- the components of formula. So that might be a situation too. You might be like, oh, I just started to supplement and not realize, not connecting the two, you know, like that, oh, I just gave a little bit of formula. I went back to work, you know, that sometimes I do some formula at daycare or whatever. That might be the cause. I'm not saying that that's wrong or bad at all. But what I'm saying is that might be the issue that now your baby's trying to, you know, digest something different and that might be giving him a hard time. When you start solids, that can absolutely be a... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or cause a lot of constipation, too. Mm. Um, But usually, by the time you get to that age, like you will, like if you're starting solids and stuff, some babies do have trouble with like constipation and things like that. But usually at that age, they are better about getting the gas out. This is really like newborns that can't move that gas very well. Um, A couple other things you can do, too, is you can put them on their belly. And that will help to, like that pressure. So you can either hold them face down. They call it like the colic hold. Have you ever seen that? Like they're little super, like they're yeah, flying yeah. little superheroes yeah. or whatever. And that pressure on their belly will help to push some of that gas out. Or you can put them on their belly for like tummy time. And sometimes people are, especially if it's a baby that spits up a lot, they're like, well, I don't want to put them on their do tummy time because then they spit up. I totally get it. But it does, it can help. So kind of like doing the bicycle legs, um, putting them on their belly, holding them, you know, in that colic hold. Or um, you can also like watch a YouTube video on like baby massage. And a lot of those things will show you how to like, like massage your baby's belly to kind of help work that gas out too. Um, I do not know how to do any of that magical stuff, but there are YouTube <laughs> videos about it. So absolutely. If that's your thing, you can go ahead and do that. There are, you know, sometimes people will do like gas drops or like we were talking about this yesterday with this, with my client yesterday, she was saying like, sometimes they do gripe water. Like, is that really a thing? I'm like, you know what? Those are things that are like, sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they'll work brilliantly. And the next day they don't work at all. Like it, I had one. Yeah. And then it's like, did it actually work? Yeah. Did it really work? Or was was it a coincidence? It's just like, it's again, this is the marketing. Yeah, it really is. It's a lot of marketing. Um, the Mylocon or the gas drops. I mean, some people swear by them. I think they're, you hear a lot of mixed stuff. I think they're pretty harmless. I really, I don't, I mean, I don't know. I know I use them too. Um, if you're, I have heard that they work better if you give them before a feeding. Whether or not that's true. I heard it from a pediatrician, whether or not it's true. I don't know. Nobody's ever gotten back to me and said, yes, they work better if I give it before a feeding. <laughs> so if you, if you do that, definitely let us know because that is something that I heard. And if you're like, well, I'll try it and let's see if you're somebody that's already giving them. But some people find that they work really well just regardless because um, it's supposed to help to like break up the, you know, to break up the gas bubbles and stuff. So, I mean, it's just like when we eat, take gas pills or whatever like there's gas medication be no whatever that crap is you know yeah. i mean take be no and there'll be no gas i don't know <laughs> um is that really the commercial or did you just make that yeah up? that was really the commercial oh, okay i was gonna take say B-no you, and you, and you might need to have a side job of like making up jingles <laughs> yeah that'll get sued because that was like somebody else's <laughs> jingle but it um i mean i get you know Adults have it. So that's why they have it for babies because we know that gassiness is a thing for babies. And then they figure out how to push it out. And then sometimes they start waking themselves up because they're passing too much gas. We call it sparkling in our family. Oh, I remember you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We call it sparkling. And now every time anything says sparkle anywhere in the world, like my husband's like, ew, because he's like, you know, a child. So (laughs) somebody at his work one time during the holidays, 
war, like one of the, um, one of the, I don't want to call them secretaries, but that's kind of what they call what it. Administrative assistant people. Yeah. She was wearing a t-shirt that said, I don't sweat, I sparkle. It was like a holiday t-shirt or something like that. And yeah. my husband actually did tell her what sparkle means in our family. And she like never wore that t-shirt again. So <laughs> that's what we call it in our family. So for sparkling, <clears throat> for sparkling, here goes my voice again. Um, babies figure out how to do it themselves. And then it's like, you know. Then you don't have to worry about yeah. it anymore. Then it's over. But a lot of it is newborn stuff. And it mingles in with all the other stuff, right? So you never know, like, what is their problem? Are they just fussy? Are they overstimulated? Are they gassy? Are they hungry? And all of this is happening when you're trying to figure out what your baby needs anyway. So it's yeah. so frustrating. And then we always blame it on the milk. Always. Yeah, we do. And you're already like you're postpartum. You're all of this. You're worried. You're tired. You're all of this. And then people are like, start saying that you like can't have your cheese plate anymore. And it's like, no, this is not plate. helping. You know, <laughs> they took away my charcuterie board. <laughs> what do I do? That's so yeah. rude. No, it's not I know. Right. It is not. And to tell people that like you can't, you know, you have to. And a lot of times, you know, if you do call your pediatrician and say, you know, my baby's spitting out, my baby's really gassy. They want to just give you an, they want to give you something to, to try to help fix it, but they don't no, like, and a lot of times they don't see you breastfeeding your baby, so they don't know if it's a latch problem. They might not even know how to recognize a latch problem. Um, they might, you know, if your baby's gaining really well because you have a lot of milk, they might just be like, oh, but the weight gain is fine. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, why don't you give up dairy? Let's start there. And it's like, that's always where they start, always. And that's rarely the problem. I mean, I have people that are like giving up dairy for weeks and I'm like, is it helping? And they're like, not really. Well, that's not the problem. Yeah. So right. a lot of times it's not what you're eating. And honestly, like I I tell this all the time. I've been doing this a long time. In the last like few years, dairy has been a huge problem. Like, are they all of a sudden making different cows? Because 15 years ago, when I was in first starting out here, dairy was never an issue. Nobody ever talked about it, ever. It was not the thing. And now all of a sudden, dairy's a problem. So yeah. it's not as huge as people think it is. Nope. Thank you, Diane, as usual. Well, if you, again, if you use the mylocon drops or the gas drops and you give them before a feed and it works, let me know. We'll do our own little research study. Yeah. But yeah, so that's it. So don't All worry right. about your gassy baby. It's okay. They'll get it out. Go See ahead and eat your week. cheese. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.